guys, this is Ian Babcock, your host of Chat by the Pitch. This week, I have Sonny and Miriam talking about their orphanage and their charity work they're doing. Like, I hope you guys take time to listen to this and check out their social medias. They will be linked at the end. But take time to listen to what uh, Sonny and Miriam are talking about their orphanage and the work they're doing. It's very impressive and doing it thousands of miles away. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode and what they talk about. And let's start this chat and head to the pitch. You talked about doing charity and now you've, I feel like you've done a huge jump and a leap, big, huge leap of faith. And I'd like to know about why you and your wife started your orphanage. Charity work started long ago when I met my wife in 2010, when we recently met each other. We decided, like, it happened that our arts worked together in the sense that what I wanted, she wanted the same thing. So we decided, like, okay, because each time I come around, I always think about going to give to the charity. And that is what she does. And I believe she is, she is a testimony to this and she can also tell you how she has been doing some charity work even before we meet we met so and the thing is that when i come around i used to buy food buy stuff food stuff and everything and i take to the charity homes and i just spread it around and give to different charity homes until we met and we came together and we decided like, okay let's be doing it together when i before I finished playing, I spoke to my wife and I said, what do you think about orphanage home? In fact, she was the one that came up with the idea of owning an orphanage home because most of the time we do go and give to people. Give to people big time. So uh, we decided, uh, okay, can we use our property to do this? Or which of the properties are we going to do? So, we decided, okay, let's use one of these in Lagos and all that. Okay, this is the way of. But she, she is the, I know for sure, and I believe she is the brain boss uh, behind this. Because if not for her, you know, I don't think. And I believe uh, she can also speak. She can, she can say or talk more about this. Why don't you introduce who you are since Sonny's already introduced himself? My name is Miriam Stephen. I'm actually from the northern part of Nigeria where we have most of all the, it's actually a war zone, like where we have the Boko Haram, the displaced kids, and a whole lot going on there. Have witnessed a whole lot of times and seasons where they kidnap kids, where they have bomb blasts and so many things like that gone. During my time when I was growing up, I once said to myself, okay, since I know we have a whole lot of kids in the northern part of Nigeria, that I will definitely help to do something to take care of them. In fact, sometimes my dad, he's always the one providing water to the community, to those who were displaced. And um, we helped him all through that journey. And growing up again, I still met that kind of 
you know, I met a whole lot of people, a lot of displaced kids, women without husbands, widows, so many things. And um, I did tell myself that I will take it up to myself as soon as I'm able to do something. I met Tony along the line and it happened that, oh, he is capable of doing something at that time for, for these people. Everything we came, we came together and we just started doing things. We started paying fees, taking care of children, helping them go back to school, bringing them back with their families, working with the government to get them homes, places, resources, and things they need to have a basic life with. You know, so Sonny really loved the idea. Mostly when he came to marry me, I told him, okay, I would love you to know where I come from. And then he came and then he saw that, okay, this is it. This is where I come from. This is how it works. We have people like these who don't have the basic car, electricity. They don't have access to school. So many things. And like, okay, we're going to do something we contacted my brother who works in the Navy. He's an army officer out there. He assisted us in doing a whole lot of projects. He still do assist us like time to time when we have projects coming up, we call him. He calls the army officials because some of those areas like Wharton zones, he calls them and they make arrangements of so many things, get our security, and then we come to help the kids. I mean, it's a whole lot, but I feel really glad and happy that I'm able to do so because I had the availability at that time to do so. We had friends who were going to donate. We had people who were going to like, okay, we've got food for these kids. We've got clothing. We've got shelter. We've got medical. We've got these. We were so happy that we were the avenue that people were going to reach those kids at the northern part of Nigeria. I spoke to Sonny, okay, I think it is time for us to like get our orphanage home. We've been getting a whole lot of calls. Oh, they still have abandoned kids. They still have babies. They have this. They have that. They have thin kids. And then I and Sonny were like, okay, we're going to give up our home in Nigeria since we are based here in USA. And then that's actually our residential home. We gave it up for the kids. And then the government were like, okay, that's good. They are the ones who give us kids when they find missing kids. They call us, oh, we've found these kids, come pick them up. We accept them with our hands opened. And I mean, we, we are really happy we are able to do so. So that's our journey so far. For someone to say they gave up their home is very... Um, how long have you guys had the orphanage for? Okay, so for the foundation, we've been doing that for 10 years. But the orphanage home, this is our second year right now. I know Sunny has shared with me some some of the success stories you guys have had. That, so how many kids do you guys take in at a time? Um, we have about... 12, mm, Sunny, do we have 12 or 9? How many left? Yeah, we have 12 kids and there are oh, more coming. 
there, there are ages that we that we accept because in our document with the government we have the ages that we solicited for and they accredited us for those ages because that's to be from yeah. one to eighteen or the other about yeah. so those are the ages that they're gonna that they're gonna bring to our home if they are above those ages then they will take them to another home where we get our kids is you know when they see any either fall in the age category of the of the ones our home accepts then they call us to come pick them up so we have someone like a representative who is going there to pick the kids up bring them to the home and uh shelter the kid and show the kid okay henceforth this is going to be your your spot your mattress is here you the toilet this is the you know the show the show the baby the kid around and you know thanks for then the next day uh it's gonna be a, a, a daily routine for him or her and okay. we put on the school which is which is the fundamental thing you know the first thing first we want to give them education and we've been putting as they come the first thing we do is just to register them in school just to have education because some of them, most of them that are coming on the other part of the of the country, they don't even have a, any formal education. You know, we just need to start with them from the scratch. You know, even when you ask them one plus one, they don't know. Right. You know, they've not gone through education never in their lives. So it's tough, but of course they are learning. But I believe they will go through that. They skip through the uh, the and you know move into the next one. And some of the kids sometimes they are like kids that they were um, adopted. People adopted most of them, and then maybe use them for um, what is it called slave trade, something like that. And then the government finds them, and they are like they they call us on phone to like, hey, we found a kid in the street hawking, selling things. You know, and they would call us, okay, come get them, come get them. And then we go there, we go to get them, we ask them questions. They've never been to school. They can't even look at where they come from. They would just tell us they were adopted by some unknown people. And then we bring them to our home. We try to get them to school. We try to give them the basic, you know, get them going with their life, make them understand that they still have a life, they they can do something for themselves. And um, that's our success story so far. We've been moving ahead and sometimes we work with some other orphanages in the northern part of Nigeria. We like send them stuff, we get help across their way, medical, and we do a whole lot. If we can, if we are comfortable sometimes handling our kids, then if we find some help, some people who want to like come in help more, we direct them to the northern part of Nigeria. That's where they have the the large displaced kids, where they have thousands and thousands of displaced kids. We just try as much as we can to give them food because I think that's the biggest those ones in that area they need. We give them food, we give them medicals and you know, just the basic and then when we see the condition of the child is something that we need to take up from, then 
we talk to the government, we tell them we need it this way, and they send the kids over. You know, we've been doing a lot. We've been working with so many other homes just to do our best. <laughs> it's not been easy, but we are so thankful that doing it feels so easy, you know. Nice. You know, it feels really easy. Yeah. Now, what has been your biggest struggle so far then in the last few years of doing the orphanage? I, I can only imagine the things that you guys are coming across that you guys need to have to get things done. Some of our biggest struggle is actually like the medicals. It's so hard. It's so hard. Like some of the kids, they need medicals. Like they need treatment. They need to be placed on a whole lot of treatments. They need to be placed on a whole lot of um, seasonal classes, mental health programs. They they need all that stuff, like a rehabilitation programs, stuff let like me, that. Let me come in. So, like a yeah. rehab stuff. Let me come in. Let me come in on this yeah. one. Yeah. Because uh, there is a kid, uh, like two of them that came into the orphanage home. And what we do every time, because we have a registered uh, hospital, we have registered the kids. And the reason why we register them is that the moment they step into our home, we take them for medical to see what exactly is wrong with them that they even did themselves might not know so when we get this information so they can stay in the home when we get this information the first thing we do is to start the treatment if they have anything for example like the like the two that came uh so we, we immediately pushed them to to get their medical done and the result came that one of them has a has a problem with the with the, is it the kidney or the liver or something that the flint that is what they call flint or something like that flint uh, as an issue so what is the problem now what are we doing uh they the need to start treating okay what is the treatment the they check the blood pressure or the blood or whatever pressure and they said okay uh she need a blood they need to buy pants of blood okay but don't forget all these expenses, we've been the one taking care of this. We are not complaining. We are the one taking care of this. So what we did was that when people come and they say, okay, who has been taking care of it? Because these kids, they will still need to go through the government magistrate court whereby that is where they're still going to pass the judgment because these kids are coming through the government into the home with a with a in a documented paper and with this documented paper we open a file for them in the orphanage home where we open a file for them and then they will still need to go to the magistrate court to do the hearings so what is the hearing that they're gonna hear okay uh this kid or how did the kid get here blah 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 they need to find out where those parents of those kids are in that home forever or probably they will get an adoption for those kids to take the, the, the ground 
So coming back to the kid that was sick and that we've been treating. So they come and they ask, okay, who have been paying for the treatment? I said, we have anyone doing that. See, really? Yes, this is what we've been doing. So we need people, if Nike, if Adidas, if any of the, anyone can hear this uh, podcast, let them know that we need them. We need people. We need them to come around and, you know, collaborate and push this thing forward. Because this is an initiative that we took from the onset, from the scratch, from the foundation, to this level where it is now. So right now, we want people to, like, come in and, you know, uh, push this case. Because most of them, the medical that they need, it's not that the medical, they cannot treat them in, in Nigeria. But it's better off to treat them abroad. Because that is where we have uh, uh, a confidential like treatment, like uh, a real treatment that is not, is not coming back. It's gone and it's gone forever. Gotcha. So it's it would be if they get um, like chicken pox or something like that. It's getting them the treatment. No, not chicken. Like, I'm just using that as an example. I'm not saying chicken pox <laughs> as one. I'm just saying like you said, it comes and goes like it will go away for them. It won't come back. Chicken pox is not as it's, it's just a poor example of something to use. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just trying to find an example that came. That's the first one that came to mind. I, I can't think of an ex- yeah. example. I'm not a medical person. I feel like I've been yeah. blessed so where I like come from. Kidney. So it's like a kidney. I don't know if you like a kidney. I don't know how they, I'm not a doctor, so I don't really understand what it's called. But they said, like, like the last girl that came in, so they said she had a kidney a problem with her spleen kidney spleen, something like that. So we asked what happened to her and they said someone adopted her from her parents and then injected her tummy with some kind of injections and then the tummy she she she's just jelly aged and then she started swelling up so large like a pregnant woman and then when people saw her the man was gonna use her to beg you know, like to hawk in the street, take her to the street, tell people, oh, she's sick. And they were like using her to make some money. They were telling people that, hey, she's sick. Look at what's wrong with her. And people were going to be sympathizing and they were going to be giving to the man who adopted her. And that was how the police came in and they caught the man and they like retrieved her from him, took her to the clinic ran the test and they said her kidney was already affected by the injection the adopters injected her on her tummy so they started the treatment and they couldn't finish it up so they brought her to a charity and they said she will have to live with that but she needs um what's it called like um um like she needs series of appointments time to time to make sure the the tummy stops at the level it is right now. So we have a whole lot of conditions here and there, you know, happening to them because of adoption. And um, sometimes Sonny and I, we really don't tell people, like, this is what we do. We don't, you know, we don't like to stress people. We just walk 
hard work so much to like you know sort it out ourselves because we try to do something like this before like we had some boys who played soccer back home and they were like hey sonny we know you play soccer can you get us cleats can you do this for us and and then sonny had a deal with nike and they signed him for about i think a million dollars and it was a very nice deal and then Sonny told them, oh, I accept the deal, but then I would also need you guys to, like, give me some clips so I can take it to Africa. And and then they signed the whole deal and everything, and then they came up and said, well, since you want us to give you clips because you want to take it to Africa, they canceled the whole deal. Like, we had the a million dollars right in front of us, and they canceled it because we requested for clips. To give to the boys in Africa, we lost that deal. So since we, I and Sonny, we lost the deal with Nike, we lost everything. We wake up every day to cry and we're like, God, are you sure we can still tell people to help us? That means we have to do everything we have to do on our own. So we really don't like, you know, coming out to like, that's why we are not all over, but we just do the little we can, you know, just spread our wings and then sometimes we give ourselves knowledge because we know we've lost a deal while trying to like, okay, we need cleats back home, you know. The things that progressed and other things and it's amazing how corporations kind of change their minds and processes of things and I won't knock Nike at all, but I don't know the whole story, enough of the details, but uh, it's not the first time I've heard stories like that where corporations will back out of uh sponsorships when they're requested for certain things i mean yeah. it, it's it's a sad day when that truly does happen <laughs> and i it, it's, yeah, actually, it's you know, actually they 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 put their offer they put their offer and i was asked for some things and the thing that i was asking is just like okay are you gonna give me more bags of piece of that so that I can take it to Africa and that thing that really broke us. Yeah, that is why that is why I'm saying it out loud and yeah. If Nike is here, if Adidas is here, let them come out. Let them come out. Please, you know, let them come out and let them have these kids. Right. Have this kid. This kid they really need help. Not not from not from clothing. The medical side. Need, yeah, exactly. Many many other sides. They need, you know, they, they, well, thank God for everything. We've been providing them with food and people have been coming, food and all that. But of course, we still need people. We cannot do it alone. We still need people. Yeah. You know, we are trying our best though. You know, we're still pushing until now. You know, we are not complaining. But of course, coming together to do things, I think is worthwhile. And you know, one can always remember when we are like old, you know, I do, you know, it's something when you do something we have done that whenever we think about it, we are glad, our hearts are like gladdened. Like if we can be in USA and we live comfortable, we have no fear of anything right now. We, we just trying to like pay our bills, try to do one or two things to pay our bills, to take care of those back home. I mean, we feel very, very opportune that we are able to, like, give out our home for those kids to stay there. Like you said, 
some people would have said, oh, rent it out. We had a lot of people saying, oh, why don't you guys rent it out? You guys need the money more. Oh, yes, we know we need the money more. But when the call came in that this is what is happening, these kids at this place, this is it, this is it, they told me that, hey, they don't really need food or I've been doing that for years for them. Okay, you can't feed somebody who does not have a roof under their head. You can't feed them for a very long time. When they are done with that meal, they will think about where to sleep. They will think about what to do next. They don't have a life still. You can feed them in the camp for all you can, but they still don't have a life. So I and Sonny, we were like, okay, if we can give up our house, we were told, hey, you can rent it out for these. You can get $2,000. You can get these a year. You can get that. I just told Sonny, that's fine. Let's just give it up. And since we are in U.S., we can walk. You can become a coach. You can get something else to buy another one. You can, you know. So because of that, we really don't go back home to Nigeria. If we go home, we just go to a hotel and all that stuff to stay. But we don't go home right now. But I just told him, I'm sure very soon we'll be able to go home to see what we have done so far. You know, we are very, very happy that um, we are doing it and we are doing it the right way, the way we supposed to do it. We've been getting calls, people calling us, hey, they want to adopt and we tell them, no, you have to go to the government. You have to speak to the government. Because the kids are not like ours right now. They still belong to the government. So the government will be the one that will give the authorization for you guys to either adopt them or something. But right now, they just need rehab. They need their mental health, well-being, and everything to be together. They need medicals. They need so many things. They need to go to school to get more educated. They need they 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 need they need a lot. They need a lot mentally. They need a lot. But we are trying out. Yeah. What's the best way of reaching out to you guys to find a website, or do you guys have an email someone can email you at, or a phone number someone can reach you with to help you with whatever impact for you guys? Yes, yes, so we yeah. have a website and we have an email if they want to email us. SSM Orphanage Home at gmail.com. Site. And the website, the name is Sunday Stephen Miriam Orphanage Home.com. Your messages you would like to share with 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 the listeners on your orphanage or stories or anything you guys else would like to share? Yeah, on my own side, I think uh, I'm planning with my wife, you know, uh, we are planning to do the same thing like this, uh, but the thing is that I don't know how it works, uh, but like uh, funny, how we can make something like this happen here. What we also do is not only orphanage that we do, we also take care of widows, take care of widows, the ones that uh, they don't have husbands, their husbands are dead and, you know, 
the women they don't they don't have nothing they don't have ends meet and you know help widows as well because the last time i think around easter period we did widow outreach and where we touched uh women we have the picture of what we did and the video of what we did and people coming in and shopping and you know picking foods because we, we were really prepared to like give them give them food, give them some souvenir and all that. So they're, they're happy. And these are the things we do maybe twice or three times in a year. I think we've done the one for April. One should be, and the next one is by December. Here, uh, I know how hard it is to start stuff here in the United States with all the restrictions. And I, I'm doing, Sonny and Miriam, I'm going to give you guys a, <laughs> a big hug virtually because it, that's just, just amazing what you're trying to do. We, we actually started stuff like that, like taking care of some of the widows that are like vets, the wives of vets. Some of them are like vets, some army officials, the wives, you know. Sometimes we call them to our orphanage home. We have the pictures, a lot of pictures from them on our Instagram page. That's, um, yeah, Sunday Stephen and Miriam, orphanage home. So we have yeah, pictures on our Instagram page. They come around, and we we take care of them and um, them and do the basic, do the basic for them. Congratulate my wife uh, openly right now for the for becoming a, a licensed realtor in the uh, United States. <laughs> we got a uh, license. We onboarded her with the EXP. It's been right now for her. You know, make her, uh, make her feel comfortable, and uh, it's a it's a new adventure for her, and I believe she's gonna do great exploit in this field that she has chosen, KSP, for this great opportunity for opening their door for her. Thank you, Sunny. <laughs> But so I just got my license um, last week and um, meeting a whole lot of people, attending cocktails and invites to meet people and then to me and get into the industry to learn more, to see how it works. And I would like to have clients that will support my business. And that's it. Yeah, because, because if we, if we, can be doing this. We, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blowing my trumpet. But if we are in the business of helping people, and if we help people until now, and it's now to still help people get their home where they can stay. Of course, why not? You know, let them give us the. You know, give you the let them find a home because, uh, of course. People who want to deal with people that are liable, people that they can trust, people that they can work with. And coming to see our track record for what we have done and what we are still doing, because this is a new field, and we're going to deliver. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I will have all their orphanage information, their email, their contact information. I'll be tagging them in the Instagram 
for this episode. I hope you guys take the time to truly enjoy what they're trying to do and truly appreciate it. What they're doing in their home country is absolutely amazing. I, I stand amazed at how much they have given up and how much they give to this cause that they hold so dearly. To give up a home to start the orphanage, wanting to do the same thing here in the United States is so impressive. As I've gotten to know Sonny over the last year almost, I've always been impressed with how he carries himself, how he handles himself, and everything he tries to do. And I know that at the end, he will do whatever it takes to accomplish his goals. Now, I hope you guys take time to look through their social media for at the orphanage, look up Coach Sonny and Miriam. I love that he gave props to his wife and the new adventure they are on. This was recorded about four weeks ago, five weeks ago. So it's a little behind in time for her career, but I hope you guys truly enjoy the message that he's sharing. So until next time, I'll see you at the pit.